everybody. Thank you so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart, wherever it is you upload your podcast. Make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. Highly important that you do so. That's how we tell people this is where you need to be every single morning. So we will see you guys uh, every morning right here, 945 a.m. around that time. I always say 945-ish. Ish. Sometimes I got shit going on. <laughs> uh, stop on by. The uh, the Facebook and the YouTube basically tell everybody to go to Instagram because that's where the real party is. What's up, uh, Andrea? Hi, Sarah. What's up, Amanda? Hi, Joe. Shar, good morning to you. Uh, what's up, Tara? PJ, what's up, dude? Olina, Scooter, a couple of new people on the live feed this morning. So very cool. Thanks for stopping by. All right. Today on the show, passive responsibility. Well, that's passively aggressive of you. Also, flight attendants, prepare for annoying. Plus, superhero selfies sound super self-absorbed. But first, let's get into some live dates, huh? August 4th and 5th, Guddy's Comedy Club in Edina, Minnesota with Victoria Jackson of Saturday Night Live. Also, the 26th and 27th, go to going to Guddy's in Indianapolis. September 22nd through the 24th, the Comedy Vault, Batavia, Illinois, with Jonathan Kite. September 1st, excuse me, September 30th through October 1st, back at Guddy's Comedy Club in Edina. And then December 2nd through the 3rd, Vulcan Gas Company, Austin, Texas, with my good friend Jonathan Kite. You want more information or merchandise or pictures of yours truly sitting in the green room that smelled like sewer, but he was still writing in his notebook because, goddammit, he's committed to the craft of stand-up comedy. You just go ahead and find that right now, rudypovich.com. Look at everybody stopping by. What's up, Joe Smithwick? Good last name, my friend. Good last name. Um, Real quick, uh, I've brought this up many a time on this show, and right now there's a little bit of drama in the comedy community. Nothing big. Doesn't fucking involve me because I don't let myself get involved with that shit. Uh, but right now is a really good time to reiterate that it doesn't come have to be comedy it could be family matters it could be anything that has to do with work or it could come down to hobbies if you want to make birdhouses and sell that shit at an art fair why the fuck are you waiting to get the validation of other people go out do your shit don't here's the thing if you are afraid that if if you're afraid of doing something because of what people might think, they might think poorly of you. I hate to break the goddamn news to you, but they're going to think poorly of you anyway. It doesn't matter. Go do whatever the fuck you were going to do. Because they're still going to hate you. Whether you do it or you don't, they're not going to like either decision you make. So do the thing you want to do and tell everyone else to fuck off. Why does this have to be a problem? And... Why do you have to concern yourself with other people? There's a lot of folks I am good friends with that all they do is complain about, oh, you see that Karen at Trader Joe's the other day? But they're the first motherfuckers to get online and talk a bunch of shit. And I'm like, you guys, don't you realize like how on the same fucking playing field you two people are? The people on the far left and the people on the far right are the same exact people. They have so much in common. Don't worry about what other people think. Go fucking do whatever you're going to do. Listen, I was on a radio show that had a, a cume of over a million people. And when I told everyone I'm getting the fuck out, they went, that is stupid. And I went, I'm fucking not satisfied here. 
I, I feel absolutely, every time I come to work, I feel like I want to jump off the fucking 35W bridge. I'm tired of being here. And everyone went, that's a badass, that's a dumb decision. What the fuck are you doing? I finally just went, fuck it. The last year, I've never been more happy in my life. I do exactly what I want. Is it is it stressful? Yes. Is it a grind? Fuck yes. Do I, I still have bosses, even though I don't technically have a boss? Yes. Am I a thousand percent happier? Absolutely. In the last year, I have, fuck, I've done stand-up in New York City, Austin, Texas. Um, I've gone to uh, Kansas City. Uh, on my way out of LA, fucking dude, all this shit is happening because I basically told everyone to go fuck off. Tell people to fuck off. Don't, ladies, if you are, if you're so like, it, listen, if you're in a relationship with a guy and you're like, God, you know what I really want to start doing? I want to start going to play kickball with my friends. If you're worried about that your like husband or boyfriend might make fun of you, he's going to make fun of you if you do or don't. First off, fucking can that guy. That guy's a piece of shit. And secondly, just go do whatever the fuck you're going to do. Why does it have to be a problem? God damn it. Uh, Jamie, has it already been a year? No, it's been over a year. That's how, cra- that's how crazy time flies. June 26th was my last day. Sally, that's the truth. Life gets better once you stop caring what others think. I know that, that everybody, and especially young people, go, I don't give a shit what people think. I don't care. How many times have you heard, you know, seen young ladies go, I don't care what that guy thinks. I don't care. That guy can, that guy can fuck off. But deep down inside, you're like, you really do care what people think. Because the people who really don't care what people think don't have to tell people. They just go and do their own shit. And regardless of the consequences, I'm telling you right now, it is such a great place to, oh, it's such a good feeling. Once you really genuinely stop caring about what others do and what others think. And here's the thing. It's not, it's not one way. You're not that person who's always being persecuted. Don't feel like you're that guy or girl going, you know, I just always have everybody always thinking that what I do is wrong. No, no, no. You also think what other people do is wrong. Get to a place where you don't care about either. Get to that place in life where you can see what another woman is doing. You can see how she's working her way up the corporate ladder. Don't get angry at her. Worry about your own shit. I'm... It's a great place to be. I see friends of mine do things. They may, I have a friend of mine right now engaged in some turmoil. And the one thing I want to do is grab him by the face and just go, hey, shut up. Knock it off. Don't worry about what other people do or, or say or think. Worry about yourself. But then the other part of me kicks in where I go, let him fucking make his own bed. <laughs> That's how little I care about other people and their stuff. He's cho- Listen, you're an adult. You're choosing to do these things. I'm not. I'm out. You guys are done. Figure it out on yourself. I don't have it in me anymore. I just, God damn it. Amanda, yep, do whatever the hell you want. Who cares what everyone else thinks? It's your life. Yes, absolutely. Thousand percent. Hi, morning, Mira. What's up, Anna? Uh, Dan, yeah, life is better when you give zero fucks. Uh, do what makes you happy. Yes, all of these things in life that we we you know, uh, put so much stock into stop it. None of it matters at the end of life. What are you going to do? Sit there on your deathbed be like, God, I'm so glad I engaged with people on Facebook. Fucking stop it. Knock it off. Just go do whatever you were going to do. Enjoy your life. Tell everyone else to fuck off. Don't worry about it. 
things will all happen. Also, I had uh, I had read how was this in the Russell Brand book? I'm trying to think if that's where I read this. I can't remember what it, where I saw this. Might have been an, uh, I read a book not that long ago with Russell Brand. He's got a few books on addiction. I do find himself I do find him to be very uh, insightful. You know, a lot of heart for a guy who you know looks like he used to sing in the Black Crows and then made a couple of babies and then, you know, got out of rehab a few stints. Uh, he is very insightful and clean and sober and still has all that insightfulness that he had when he wasn't. And I th- think he had said something like, you can't, you can't screw up anything you weren't meant to be a part of. If you weren't supposed to be there, you can't screw it up because if anything, uh, they will just boot you out or you will decide to leave. And it's not going to matter because you weren't supposed to be there in the first place. Everything that you care about or the things that you are supposed to do, um, I fucked something up for the Adam Carolla show the other day. I was devastated by it. When I got that email that said, hey, you fucked this up, in my head, I was like, don't ever do that again. You, you are not allowed to ever, ever get this email from this person ever again. And now, over the last like three weeks, I have done nothing but double check everything, make sure it's right. Because I, I hate that feeling of, man, somebody entrusted me to do this thing and I screwed it up. No thanks. I can't do it. Absolutely not. Uh, Jamie, my life has been awesome since I stopped uh, sparing any fucks what people think of me. Yes, please. Russell Brand really surprised me. He has tons of great stuff to say. Yeah. Um, insightful. Not only that, great comedian. Very funny. I think he's engaging. He's one of those dudes that really can split the room 50 50 on not if you like him or not, but I think men and women genuinely both, I think he gets 100%. I don't know a lot of people. If you put politics aside and just said, listen to this guy for who and what he is outside of politics, you would go, yes, very insightful. But I think people get a little, you know, they get angry and they get upset about what it is that he talks about when it comes to, you know, politics and policy and blah, blah, blah. And then when he's all mad about it, I'm like, knock that shit off. Knock that. I see there's a few people on Facebook. Get off the Facebook and the YouTube. Listen, that's, it's only there to point you to Instagram. Come to Instagram because that's where the party's at. And you'll find out if you do that. Oh, man. A place to stand, get your booty on the butt. Now make my day. A marriage therapist says that the top complaint from wives is their husbands don't practice active responsibilities. They see that the dishes need to be washed, but instead of washing them, they wait to be told what to do. Ah, which I kind of somewhat understand. However, here's this person talking about some of their findings in this brand new study. Active responsibility would be you looking around the house for things that you could do and taking responsibility for the things that need to happen within the house. Passive responsibility, being available to help, but waiting for somebody to tell you what needs to be done. When it comes to household chores and childcare, which one are you doing? Are you taking passive responsibility or active responsibility for the things that need to get done? This is one of the top things that I hear from women as a complaint, saying that their husbands are waiting for them to tell them what needs to be done. And they're really looking for a partner in life who is actively responsible for the house and for the children and not waiting for their wife to tell them what to do. Okay, two things. Number one, my favorite thing is when a mom has had enough and goes on strike. 
That's my, it might be one of my favorite things on the planet is when a mom goes on strike because it is, there is no substance to that strike whatsoever. I cannot tell you how many times my mom in the midst of folding laundry, getting angry, you know, the, the kitchen's a mess, whatever it is. We didn't pick up. Somebody left the garage, you know, in shambles. Her going, I'm on strike. I'm not doing it anymore. I am done. Enough is enough. And then fast forward 36 hours later and I come home and the bed's made and, you know, the fucking laundry is folded on my bed. I'm like, there you go. That's what I thought. That's my favorite. I love when moms go on strike because there's nothing to it. <laughs> uh, secondly, yeah, ladies. Um, let's get right back to enabling. Uh, there's a lot of times where ladies are like, you know what? I need a guy who, I need a guy who picks up, does the dishes, takes out the trash, helps me with the, with the child, uh, rearing needs all that stuff. The second he doesn't do it, you get angry and then go do it anyways. Uh, that is enabling that behavior and reinforcing it. Knock that shit off. Uh, secondly, um, there's a lot you can tell from somebody just by, here's the thing. I bought a bunk bed off of Craigslist for my daughter. She wanted bunk beds for her bedroom. I said, absolutely. That sounds like fun. I wish I'd had, dude, bunk beds? Bunk beds are the best. Dude, you get to sleep on that talk bump every single night. And then on top, when your friends sleep over, then the two of you both get to sleep on the top bunk because ain't nobody taking that bottom bunk. Come on. But I went to this guy's house. I found this dude on Craigslist. I got to the guy's house. He gave me the address. I started driving through the neighborhood. I'm like, ooh, somebody richy rich. Somebody got a couple of ducats, a couple of shekels to rub together. I get to the guy's place, and when uh, I get to his garage, he opens it up. Every single board was uh, separated and stacked with other boards that were just like that board. Every single screw, every single, you know, uh, what do they call those things? The little button, the, uh, the dollop. I can't remember exactly what it is. Everything that was supposed to be there, was organized, put in bags, separated. It was all stacked together, taped. When I got there, the guy goes, um, hey, man, if you really want to pull all this stuff apart just to make sure everything is there, I was like, dude, I am looking at your garage. There is no more man that I've ever seen more put together. I guarantee you. everything, probably plus a little more, like the extra screws that Ikea gave you with this thing, it's probably still there, man. I think we're good. I packed it up. I left. I brought it home. I had that whole thing put together in like 20 minutes. Because that guy, super goddamn organized. I am nowhere near what this guy was. And I'm like, I get why you live in a house like this. How you do one thing is how you do everything. And that guy completely 1,000% had his shit together in every aspect of life. Home life. That bunk bed is just not him putting together that bunk bed, disassembling it, and then having... That is how that guy does everything. So... Big indicator. You go into my car, you look, I got a bunch of water bottles and shit hanging out. You go into my basement, you're like, that's exactly what I thought his basement would look like. <laughs> it's exactly what it is. Uh, Sally, it depends on the standards. I don't mind a house that looks lived in. Yeah, I agree. I don't mind. I don't mind like a little bit of clutter or a little bit of, I hate, I hate like just the, you know, the lazy man. I got, I'm not going to mention a name, but I got a friend of mine that when I go to that person's house, when I walk in, I look around and go, I don't know how the family lives like this. It is just a step below A&E's hoarders. <laughs> like, oh man, I, I don't get it. 
I don't mind. Scooter, I don't mind lived in, but not being able to walk around the house. Yeah, absolutely. You guys see there was a lady the other day. What's up, John? Thanks for hopping on the live feed. There was a lady the other day whose husband had passed away. And when the paramedics came, the house was in such disarray. They had to fucking condemn it. They had to tear the house down because it was such a shithole. And when I saw that, uh, they were like, here's what we're going to. So they basically took donations and they got this lady a new house. And I was like, you guys, giving her a new house is not the answer. Teaching her how to keep up with the old one would have been the solution. But now she's got a new house that she can basically turn into what was the old house. So that's what we're doing. Like, they showed the inside of the house. It was awful. And I'm like, isn't anybody going to pull this person aside and go, mom, dad, cousin, whatever. You have to stop fucking living like this. And we're going to get you help to be able to make that happen. Because that's somebody who has a ton of, you know, some sort of like PTSD rolling around in their head. There's something else going on than just besides, ah, they're just kind of messy. That's like some mental stuff you got to be able to work through. Uh, Mira, Hoarders is insane. I love, hate watching that show. Absolutely. What's up, Jared? Thanks for stopping by. Uh, Sally, I occasionally call my house a frat house with all the teenagers with their stuff. Uh, yeah, dude. I, I Listen, I get that. My daughter's room, I'm like, uh, Jesus Christ. Did, did, was this, was, uh, was uh, Helen Hunt and Bill Paxson running through here with a tornado? Because I'm pretty sure Twister just happened. Yeah, I'm sure Dorothy just went spinning through your goddamn room. What happened here? Jesus, you're a 14-year-old girl. Well, the one thing that uh, I'm glad that my daughter is starting to get onto, because there's a there's like a nine-month period where girls, boys too, but girls especially, you notice it, because boys smell all the time. But while they're just like, when like the first like inkling of puberty starts to hit, man, oh. 14-year-old girls smell terrible. And it, it takes a little while, <laughs> but eventually they, they kick it. You know, the hormones start to come down a little bit and uh, they start really easing into the next phase of puberty. But holy shit. I'm like, does a long-haul trucker live in this bedroom? What the fuck is going on? Ah, Jamie, ex- uh, executive dysfunction. It's a huge indicator of something bigger than what's that. What's, oh yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So listen, um, Ladies, find a guy who is active when it comes to that stuff. And if he's not, you can't enable him. You got to knock that shit off. You got to tell him, dude, you got to pull your own weight around here. But the going on strike thing, that's easily my favorite. Hands down, that's got to be my favorite. I am done. No more. I'm not doing this ever again. Listen, we're finished. You guys are going to have to start picking up after your own stuff because I'm done doing it. Yeah, smash cut to the next day. Mom's making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Southwest flight attendants. Jesus Christ, 6 a.m. Listen, you guys are annoying enough as it is walking by and bugging people with the stupid fucking mask and all that shit. Listen, I get that you're talented. Don't be talented in the job that nobody wants you to be. Listen, all I want you to do is drop off a coffee and maybe just a small sack of nuts and stop fucking bugging me. But this was on a Southwest flight the other day. listen i don't want a plane to go down while i'm on it but if that flight attendant in the middle of the flight is singing whitney houston top of her lungs 6 a.m please nosedive into the side of a canyon i can't do it 
Jesus Christ. Listen, I get that you're talented. Stop taking the red eye. Quit this job at Southwest. Put the kerchief away. Go get on the karaoke stage. I don't need that at 6 a.m. It is fuck, lady. It's stressful enough. Just can you walk by with a small cup of coffee? I just want the little tiny sack of pistachios and for you to leave me the fuck alone. Oh, ask any mom who's ever traveled with kids. The last thing you need to do is, you know, pump them kids up with your stirring rendition of Whitney Houston. Christ, just get through this flight. That's all I need. What's the, the longest flight in the United States? I think from like city to city, I think it's like six and a half hours, right? Because I think it's, I think it's like from, is it LA to Bangor, Bangor, Maine? I think it's the longest flight you can take. Six and a half hours, whatever it is. Seven hours. Fucking, if it's 6 a.m. and I'm getting my kid on that flight and we got seven hours in this tube at, you know, at 10,000 feet and you're blasting your to the top of your lungs a song from the 80s into that intercom, I'm going to lose my shit, lady. God damn it. No. I get that you're talented and I get that you guys want to make it kind of fun. That's great. There's an, a flight attendant I saw the other day who was doing like a flash dance strip tease thing with the, you know, in event of emergency, put the flotation device around your neck. That guy was like out there just like, oh, what a feeling. And I was like, I get that, dude. That guy's great. Awesome. Hilarious. But Jesus, man. Um, let's not, dude. Let's not. Uh, what is it? Shelly. Minneapolis to Honolulu is uh, eight. Okay, so eight hours. Yeah. So that's about the longest flight. Right on. I guess I kind of forgot about Hawaii, but yeah, you're right. Um, uh, Shelly, is she though? Oh, that good? Uh, maybe. Uh, maybe. I mean, I think she's good for 6 a.m. and a Southwest flight attendant. He's probably getting a little long in the tooth, but for the most part, uh, yeah, knock that shit off. Dude. Don't listen. I don't need the guy at the Chick-fil-A who's taking my order to, you know, after I get done giving my order to give me a hip hop version of it. Knock that, dude. I don't, great. I'm glad that you can rap. In the meantime, wrap up my fucking sandwich and hand that shit through the window because I got places to be. I'm not impressed. Everybody's got a talent nowadays. Knock it off, man. <laughs> what, a, what a pain in the ass, man. All right, one last thing since we're talking about self-absorbed people in the meantime. Um, Hasbro's got a new selfie series. Get this shit. It allows fans to make an action figure that looks just like them. 60 bucks is what this thing is going to cost. Um, I get that uh, we are at an age where everything is all about us, right? doesn't matter what you do. It all comes back to people always say like, hey, man, if you want to sell something, don't try to sell your product. Sell it on what it can do for other people. Don't sell me. Don't sell me the seed. Sell me what it can do for my lawn is essentially what we are telling people constantly. So now they got the new selfie series, which I found uh, to be quite funny. What you do is you take a selfie, you send it to Hasbro. Hasbro turns that thing around and for 60 bucks, we'll make an action figure out of you. Um, how many people? I mean, I think like the average is like before you post a selfie, I think the average is like five to seven ch- tries before you get the right one. How many people are going to be taking multiple selfies to be able to send it into Hasbro? That thing's, listen, I'm 
Paul Giamatti is going to send that thing in and it's going to come back looking like Chris Hemsworth. And that's bullshit. All right. If you're making a die cast out of me, I want that. Th- it, it could go the other way. What if I were to go ahead and make a selfie of me, send it in, and then I get back Danny DeVito? Now what? Am I being told that I am more Danny DeVito-esque? <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Danny DeVito, great guy. Not? I mean, on the scale of fuckable 1 to 10, ladies, you t- is it a curiosity thing? I bet it is. Almost like how, you know, there's a guy out there with one leg. There was a friend of mine who was a bouncer in Wisconsin. One leg. Tons of ladies. Ladies loved it. I was like, how do you do it? He's like, dude, ladies love the, they want the curiosity. They want to know what's up. I'm like, that's, that's crazy. He's like, I swear to God. He's like, I can't tell you how many ladies have come up. They see me like in a pair of shorts. He was a big dude. And he had the, the, the stick, you know, like the big wooden, like the the metal pole for the leg. And he's like, I can't tell you how many ladies come up to me and go, dude, I want to take a spin on that. I want to, let's see what that leg's all about. And I was, I was like, that's insane. I was like, anyway, you got a chainsaw lying around? He's like, why, are you going to cut some wood? I'm like, no reason. <laughs> no reason. Just, you know, you go, uh, we, uh, yeah, yeah, below the kneecap kind of guy. Like how much flesh are we talking about? He actually, this was, a, this was crazy. So what they did was they took his foot and they, att- why? I don't know. I never asked. But what they did was they took his leg, they chopped it off below the knee and above the ankle. And they took his foot, brought it up to below the knee, but then turned it backwards. What the fuck? What? I don't know. The reason he said it is because the way that it was going to sit inside of the actual prosthetic, it would help it attach more, like suction it in. But crazy, man. I was like, God damn. Um, Very cool. Uh, Let's see. Scooter, total curiosity. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Jamie, nah, you're way taller than Danny DeVito. I don't think much taller. There is a picture of me standing next to a, um, uh, remember like they would do like, you know, the mini wrestlers. There's a picture of me standing next to a mini wrestler one time and I am not much taller than he was. <laughs> it's a thousand percent accurate. I have to find that picture. I don't know what happened to it. I think I got rid of it when I deleted my Facebook after cancel culture was, you know, running rampant. I'm like, I don't know what I wrote over the last decade or so. We should probably wrap this thing up. Speaking of wrapping things up, let's call it a day, everybody. All right, I'm out. You guys have a great day. Uh, I think Monday nights, we are going to start doing like a Q&A's, which is a Monday night, 7 p.m. right here. We're just going to hang out, drink a couple of beers, answer some questions, kick it. Uh, I'm going to kind of start making that more of a habit so that we can do some things at night too. Cause I think there's some people who listen to this or watch the live feed who only get a small amount cause they're at work or whatever. And they're like, I want to do like a night thing. And I'm like, I'm always busy, but Mondays, Mondays are clear. Like I'm not doing shit. So I think Mondays we're going to start hammering it out. I'll let you guys know. Don't forget. You can find uh, stand updates. You can find merch. You can find more information. Rudypovich.com. You guys have a great day. Thank you so much for taking a long walk to Cleveland. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.